So we just spoke with a uh, hospital official uh, from the Indonesian hospital, which is one of the main hospitals there, and they are putting some uh, clarity on the numbers. Uh, uh, the medical officials there are talking about dozens of dead, hundreds of injured. The uh, Ministry of Health, which is run by Hamas, is putting the death toll much higher, and the higher death toll and higher casualty count are being reported on Arab news stations across the region. So a significant event. Uh, and one that is getting uh, being being described all across the, the the Arab world, if you watch the Arab stations, as a massacre. So it has the uh, the ability already and is already inflaming tensions. So uh, just to, to set the scene of, of what happened, uh, you, you mentioned the Jabalia refugee camp. So Gaza City is the largest city in the northern Gaza Strip, had a population of about eight hundred thousand uh, before the war. Uh, Jabalia has uh, Jabalia. It was initially separate from the camp. It's a, a refugee camp. But when you think of a refugee camp, don't imagine tents. This is a refugee camp that has been there since 1948. It is a built-up area. Uh, it was built uh, to house Palestinians who were originally in Israel and who were forced to leave when the, the war, Israel's war of independence happened in 1948. Some of those people from areas like where I am right now in southern Israel, moved into Gaza. They set up this uh, refugee camp, the Jabalia refugee camp being the largest of, of all of the Palestinian refugee camps, about 100,000 square people in one square mile, uh, a very densely populated area, one of the most densely populated areas in the world. Several hours ago, there were several large airstrikes. Uh, we, we saw three craters. I could see from the, the video that, I, that I've seen from multiple angles uh, what see, seemed to be three very deep craters. Um, we're talking 50, 50 feet deep at least, the kind of craters that would be left by a, a bunker buster type bomb. And uh, the buildings around this crater uh, are shattered. And there's the, that is, it, it seems, where most of the, the death and injuries have, have been uh, were caused. And the numbers uh, have been in dispute, but uh, again, the, the latest numbers that, that we have, that we haven't been able to independently confirm, but they come from a uh, medical official at, at the nearby hospital, is talking about uh, dozens killed and hundreds injured. ننقل لكم الصورة الآن من قلب مخيم جباليا نتحدث عن منجزرة كبيرة بعدد كبير من الشهداء داخل مخيم جباليا انتشال الجرحى والعالقين داخل الأنقاض هذا هو مكان الاستهداف هذا هو المشهد عدد كبير أيضا هناك من الشهداء والجرحى في قلب المخيم كما تشاهدون الآن Israeli government ministry, albeit a junior one, has drafted a wartime proposal to transfer the Gaza Strip's 2.2, 2.3 million people to Egypt's Sinai Peninsula. Now, the prime minister's office has downplayed that, saying it's a hypothetical exercise. It's something of a concept paper. But why draft it? Because this reporting would suggest it could deepen longstanding fears that Israel is trying to turn Gaza into now Egypt's problem. 
Let's be clear. Israel has no intention to stay in the Gaza Strip more than we need to. Our mission is only to get rid of the terrorists who, who butchered our people and, and to free Gaza from this uh, terrible Hamas regime. We are thinking two, three, four steps ahead. And in the framework of thinking what will happen after Hamas is defeated and so forth, we're, we're looking at different concepts. There are all sorts of ideas that come up. People write papers. But as my prime minister said, that paper has is not government policy. It's a conceptual paper of an idea of the person who wrote it. It has no it hasn't been accepted by the Israeli government. It won't be accepted by the Israeli government. But it's job to people like in your government. It's the job of officials to think, to come out with ideas. You want people sometimes to think outside the box. But this is definitely thinking outside the box. It's not going to be accepted by the Israeli government. You heard what Courtney was reporting right there, that the U.S. has conducted these retaliatory self-defense strikes against Iran-linked facilities in Syria. But look what's happening. The numbers are going in the wrong direction, given the fact that we're trying to deter any sort of incoming missiles, incoming attacks on U.S. military personnel. What's happening there? Is it not working? Well, certainly uh, we don't want to see any more attacks on our troops and facilities. And the fact that there's been some in the last few days after we took retaliatory strikes is obviously not a good thing. Um, and we'll continue to do what we have to do to protect our troops and our facilities. As we've said before, uh, if we're going to respond, we're going to do it at a time and in a manner of our choosing. We still retain that right. In fact, I would go so far as to say we retain the responsibility to make sure that we can better protect our troops and our facilities there in Iraq and Syria. So I have a school age child who's learning about the Holocaust. And um, I think the Holocaust is taught as part of this commitment, right, that it should never happen again. And it usually elicits questions. And it's usually part of a curriculum. It usually makes people ask, especially young people, how did this happen? How did people not do anything? I think we have this real tangible illustration of how it happened. It's so heartbreaking. You, I have all my every Jew I know is calling me and terrified for the first time in their life being Jewish. They feel it. You know, when you are a generation away from the Holocaust, from the annihilation of six million Jews being Jews, there's something that goes from generation to generation. And people are feeling something in their stomachs in this country they've never felt before. And they're terrified. And I mean, just on the way here, somebody sent me a swastika that was drawn on a on a, a little candy store, a little shop in Montauk. It's every day. It's everywhere. Columbia just came out and there are 100 faculty members endorsed students who said the militants were had a right to do what they did. They didn't even call them terrorists, that they're mass militants. There is something that for some reason evil is not graded the same way when it's against Jews and it's against Israel. And I don't understand that. I do actually, I do understand it. What is it? Anti-Semitism. There's something about that for some reason, Jews as a group, as a minority, there's 15 million in the world. There would have been 250 million without the Holocaust. For some reason, since the beginning of time, and I, I'm, I'm actually getting upset, it's somehow okay to go after these people in a way that no other people, I don't, I'm not a history student. I just know the history. We talk a lot about silence as complicity in our politics and the weakness and cowardice of Republicans to call out someone who isn't just far to the right, but lurching toward autocratic tools and toolkits. Um, in some ways, the silence here is more shocking to the system. It, it's not just silence. It's support. It's the marching for Hamas. Marching for terrorists. It's, and it's just endorsed. And university presidents have a hard time coming out and saying that's wrong. You, there are two truths at once. You can have empathy for the Palestinian people's plight and also unequivocally say 
murdering and slaughtering and beheading and burning, burning babies, beheading. This is not humanity. And yet there is this dance, this thing that and whereas I don't understand why absolute evil. Well, let me just pull back. I mean, I think everyone's struggling with it, right? Because I think there is a feeling that I, I, I showed the pictures of the baby because they influenced U.S. policy, U.S. foreign policy. Tony Blinkham saw them on his trip. The Israeli government um, released the photos. I will never unsee the photos. Um, I've had nightmares about the photos since I saw them. There's there's a couple levels of this. There's there's a horror of that. And there's also what you're talking about. There's such an anti-Israeli bias because their domestic politics under Netanyahu. Netanyahu needs to go, by the way. Correct. And I I think U.S. foreign policy experts think that he he may not be there. He may not be. But there is this real um, bias against the plight of Israel, even in the wake of 1,400 primarily civilians being slaughtered over an eight-and-a-half-hour period, yeah. mutilated, slaughtered, yeah. raped in front of their children and, and husbands and yeah. wives. And what has Israel since then been on the defensive, explaining every move they make? And obviously, I, like any human, we want to do everything we can to protect every life. Of course. But, but they're in a war. And innocent civilians are going to be hurt, just like innocent Germans were hurt. But you still have to take out the Nazis. You have to take out ISIS. And Hamas has to be taken out. And there's no other answer. You can't live next door to people whose entire mission is to annihilate you and destroy you. And people in this country are cheering. And the media is just kind of tippy-toeing around it. People are scared. People are scared of being canceled. People well, are you can cancel me. Cancel me, all right? <laughs> you know, I, I got nothing to be canceled I'm about, just saying you know? pe- pe- there is a climate where um, I haven't touched the college campus story. It's been going on for three weeks. There is a, um, a chill. I'll just say it. There's a chill. Why is that? Because people feel the hatred and they see it. And the chill is why are people not talking about it? That's a question for scholars over time. No, and the it's only, not. The answer is people. Answer it. I'll tell you to... the answer is that the Jews are treated different than other groups. That there's a dislike. That there is somehow that Jews being hurt or being slaughtered is different than other people being hurt. That somehow they have it coming to them. Yeah, I said it. That's what this is about. It's sick and it's sad, and I feel like until I didn't. Sorry that I pressed you. I'm sorry. No, I'm glad I feel you did. like until it's all out there, we can't. All and come I don't know together. why. I don't know why the New York Times and CNN, who are so quick to blame Israel, and you know what their source was? Hamas. They're getting their information from Hamas, and I don't know why the media just can't lay things out evenly. Nobody's asking you to side with either side. Just report it fairly. Report honestly, and report one group. That is pure evil. And the other group, like us, Israel, is a civilized, they're not, they're very imperfect, just like we are, but they're a civilized, human value driven democracy. Every mother um, of a hostage that I interviewed said, I'm not political. Um, I want to live in peace next to my neighbors. They didn't have political agenda. But Israelis they- want to live in peace. Hamas doesn't. Hamas is not fighting for peace. They're fighting for death. They don't want peace for their own people. This is just so black and white stuff. There's no gray areas here. And the media is like, well, not anymore. Not here. Um, (laughs) Thank you. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot. All these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. 
I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Tuesday, uh, 31 October, the year of Lord 2023. It's All Hallows Eve. I want to thank you for our late afternoon and early evening show. As you can tell from that cold open, we could have gone a couple of segments on everything that's going on from courtrooms in Denver where they're trying to remove President Trump uh, from the 2024 ballot. Yes, I'm not kidding you. Uh, they're attempting to do that. Uh, to uh, Yemen, where the Houthis have declared war on the state of Israel and the Israeli people. Uh, additional strikes in the Middle East. Of course, a massive a bombing campaign uh, inside of Gaza. You saw the footage. In fact, we'll replay that from MSNBC. I just want to tell Donnie Deutsch, I don't understand how you're on there making that impassioned. Please remember, Donnie Deutsch is the wor- one of the worst about how bad you are, this audience. The one group that has Israel and the Israelis back, right, and the American Jews back, the one group, you're the one demonized all the time by the likes of Donnie Deutsch. Donnie Deutsch, just note to self, MSNBC, as bad as the New York Times and CNN has been, MSNBC has been far, far the worst. I don't, there's not even a question about that. And how you can sit there and, uh, and, and blame other people when the very network you take a paycheck from, right, and get on Morning Mika and mock MAGA every day, mock the deplorables every day, uh, not, uh, mock the America first. Who, who do you think are on those ships over there? Axios is reporting 50,000. I say it's up to 100,000 contractors, Marines, airmen, uh, naval personnel from two carrier battle groups, maybe a third in route. Who do you think's there? It's the sons of MAGA, sons and daughters of MAGA. That's who they're, once again, in harm's way. And all you do is mock and criticize, and then you hide behind the New York Times and CNN? No, it's the network you take payment from. They are by far the worst in this conflict. And today it really heated up. Al Jazeera and other Arab um, and Turkish media companies, Persian media companies, are calling it a massacre. Uh, This thing's going to ratchet up overnight uh, because the Israelis went in and they went in hard. Also, the leak uh, from the Israeli government, now they're blaming on a junior person doing a concept paper, but to take all 2.2 million Gazans, put them in the Sinai Desert in tent cities. They disavowed that. In fact, the spokesman the, with the guy with the Australian accent, I think, is by far the best spokesman that the Israelis have. He was on Alex Witt this afternoon explain what happened. Okay, there's a lot going on from the southern border to Denver, Colorado, to the, uh, to the uh, nation's capital fighting already on these bills. We're going to go through it all with yours truly in the world. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. 
If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898, text it right now. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, the Intercept is reporting, and we wanted to make sure, so we had to check this with a couple of sources. It was um, from, um, I think, Saturday or Sunday, a secret base, a Site 512, a secret U.S. military base in the desert, not in the Sinai, but in the desert of Israel, right, right next to, to, to Gaza. Um, on that part, as they go into the, have you seen where Israel kind of points down, goes near Aqaba, um, in the Gulf of Aqaba, uh, where Lawrence Arabia, remember he, he took Aqaba from the desert side. No one had ever been to that Jordanian desert. Didn't think it could be taken. The guns were pointed out like at Singapore down there on the Israeli side. Cause it comes right down there. Supposedly a secret base that is being built in being staffed by U.S. military personnel. We'll have to get further verification of that. My point is um, this is the guns of August. This is moving very, very rapidly. Sites being hit. Uh, tremendous reporting today from MSNBC and others about uh, fighting going on with Hezbollah at the northern border of Israel, a firefight going on up there. I think 50 casualties total for uh, the party of God's army. That would be Hezbollah in Lebanon. And remember, I think when the war... They were at war in 14, was it, a couple of years ago, and they went to war last time. That war that took six or eight weeks, as I remember, there are only 250 casualties. They've already had 50 casualties. This thing is heating up all over. More American military personnel continue to pour into the area. And on Capitol Hill, uh, Mike Johnson, you know, for getting trash talked by a lot of conservatives, or so-called conservatives, has really jammed up. In fact, I think the Politico and Axios article is how Mike Johnson jammed up uh, McConnell. He sent a bifurcated bill, Ukraine funding, totally separate from Israeli funding and Israel funding. I think there's no money in there for Gaza. There's $14 billion for military uh, economic assistance, but principally military assistance, and it's paid for by cuts in the IRS. And their heads are blowing up right now at Capitol Hill. We're going to get to all that momentarily. But I do not want to take our eyes off of the main thing. We have two of the main things, right? And they're inextricably linked. The invasion of our country and the complete market uh, meltdown of the bond market uh, and increasing deficit spending. And this is why they're throwing around numbers like, I don't know, $60 billion to Ukraine and $14 billion to Israel. And there's going to be money for Taiwan and money here and money there. Everything has to be justified, even Taiwan. And you know that's on the top of our list here at the War Room. Let's go to Oscar Blue Ramirez. Oscar, the reason, and I love having you on the show. I'm glad you're back from Israel. I, I think it's more important for you to be covering this story than that, as important as that is. There's other people over there. But no one covers this like yourself. And i got to tell you, Oscar, 
in all the years you've been coming on, I, I don't think I've seen more jaw-dropping footage. And for everybody listening on radio to the afternoon show or get the podcast, you must go to warroom.org or subscribe to the newsletter because that's where you get to see uh, Grace and Jane Zirkel and Mo put up all the great footage uh, that comes up. And, and Oscar, tell people where you are. And this, if, if folks, <laughs> you know, when Todd Benzman said there's going to be about five, with the desert cooling off, there's going to be about 500,000 per month. That means 6 million additional invaders between now uh, in the uh, in, in election day next year. This is where you see it right here. Oscar Blue Ramirez is on it. So Oscar, tell us where you are. What's the situation? Sir, and the situation is getting aggravated. Uh, we just had a conversation with the civil protection of the city of Tapachula, and we just have breaking information for everybody that is watching. They just gave out the number of migrants that they are scattered in the south border of Tapachula. Close to 60,000 migrants, they are scattered in the city of Tapachula, which means all these migrants, they're waiting in a process for humanitarian reasons on the process of the humanitarian identification and ultimately also the permits. These are migrants that they're not decided to walk. These are migrants that they have the capabilities and the capacities to pay a process and to also not to walk, to pay a process to get to the northern borders and ultimately, you know, pay a trafficker or coyote to cross into the United States of America. This is an exacerbated number that we just gotten by the civil protection, which tells you that what we are seeing right here is just a small percentage of this a small caravan that is 6,000 uh, migrants that they are walking right now, that tomorrow they're going to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. See, tomorrow we're going to be walking at 4 o'clock in the morning with them, 15 kilometers to the next station that is called Wixla, which we have we've reported in the past uh, by there that it was a collusion. There was a big riot on the past caravan that we were there. Uh, they're going to walk over there and see if they're going to get the permits uh, for them to walk all the way to the northern borders. But this is the actual information that we just gotten by the civil protection authorities from the south border that is they're telling us that close to 60,000 migrants they're the ones that they're oscillating and they're scattered all over the uh the south border sir just hang on for one second so um and i want folks to know as we're up on capitol hill right now debating whether ukraine gets 60 billion dollars i mean this is where they're taking the time for or, or in the situation with israel whether you got to pay for it and people are pushing back this is the reality this is reality on the ground. Go back through that one more time. The authorities, and these are the civil authorities in charge of this, are telling you that the 6,000 you're seeing, this, this, this kind of jaw-dropping footage you're showing us, is only the tip of it. Just in, in, in Tapachula, that southern border down there in Mexico, there's 60,000 of these migrants that are prepared, are ready to either take buses or get transportation and head north. Yes, absolutely. That that is the uh, the estimated number, as that is the estimated number by the civil protection that they just gave us. That is the authority that has so and so almost accurate numbers um, of the amount of migrants that they are stuck in this bottleneck of Tapachula that they are awaiting. This is just an exacerbated number, see, because as we are hearing, sixty thousand is just people that they're going and then they come in and going and coming. This knowing that the open border it is on the southern border of Mexico with Guatemala. And they're crossing continuously to get the humanitarian process, to get an identification, to move to the northern borders. Uh, specifically, we have heard some migrants, uh, which places they want to go. They are telling us uh, just a few migrants. Uh, they're talking about Lukeville, Arizona, talking about Eagle Pass, uh, Texas. And ultimately, they're talking about other places like El Paso, like Ciudad Juarez. They're trying to arrive over there and deliver themselves to the authorities of the United States to see if they can get the political asylum of refugee. 
an opportunity to get into the United States Steve. So they're talking about a huge amount of people that there are in the south border uh, stuck uh, waiting uh, to get uh, to see if they can move to the north border Steve. Oscar, help our audience out here, because what that looks like is is and I'm not trying to deride the people, but it looks like locusts are coming because they're going to destroy everything in their path. That couldn't be civil authority would stop that unless someone in civil authority or the cartels or some some combination or the federales are making a ton of money allowing those people to go through. Otherwise, they would be they would be stopped and sent back to Central America. What What is the economics here that. Allow sixty thousand to stay in Tapachula and then to help them head north. Who, who's making money off the human trafficking? Well, it's just it's just the cartels, the ones that they are making a ton of money out of human misery and and, and human necessity. We have seen it in the dairy and gap how they make uh, a lot of money with the migrants as guides make between three hundred dollars to cross them into the dairy and gap. We also have seen how the market and the industry inside of the dairy and got how much they charge for clothing. They charge also 17 percent to receive a transfer from Western Union. Ultimately, now we're moving into Central America with their authorities. They're extortioning migrants as they are coming into the southern border. Now we let's go to the southern border of Mexico where you have corrupt authorities, which they know the market for these people to get to the northern borders. And when they get to the northern borders, it's just the coyote and the trafficker, which they pay between $2,500 and $3,000. It is a humongous industry that is living out of human misery. The Democrats in the United States know about this that this is a huge industry of multi-billion industry that they're making out of trafficking of people, the human necessity out of the migrants that they are trying to get from one place to another. If uh, RAV can t- continue to play that B-roll, please, of of, um, of uh, Oscar. Oscar, you hang right there. Um, when you see Oscar Blue Ramirez's footage, remember, there's 10x people just in top of Chula where that came from. That's just the six or 8,000 he's able to photograph right now. They tell him, hey, we got 60,000 spread in these camps all over the place. That's all heading north. Right there on All Hallows Eve in the year of our Lord, 2023, you're seeing the end of America. That right there is the end of this nation. End of this nation. End of this nation as the constitutional republic that was bequeathed to our generation. Right there. If you can't stop that, you don't have a, you don't have a nation. That does not mean that there are not other geopolitical things around the world that should have our interests, including Israel and the South China Sea and Taiwan, but they pale in comparison. So no Nikki Haley. An assault on attack on the United States or Israel is not an attack on the United States. That is an attack on the United States. And everybody knows about it. It's out there. You can't, you can't look away anymore. We've had Ben Burkwam and uh, Oscar Blue Ramirez um, and Michael Yan and others, the Real America's Voice team, plus Michael Yan, other people, they've been down from the Darien Gap all the way through southern Mexico to Central America, to southern Mexico, to Tapachula, risking their lives, showing you this now for two years. It's only getting worse. Look at that. Look away from that footage. Tell me if you can look away from it. It's only getting worse. And everybody knows what, what everybody understands what's going on. It's like that scene in The Untouchables. Everybody knows where the whiskey is. Do you have the political will to walk across the street, take the hatchet, and beat down the door? Do we have the political will to stop this and tend to deport them? This is an existential question for this nation. That and this spending.
Look at that right there. Look at that drone shot. That's the end of your country. Mark Krikorian said yesterday it's because people in the Biden people, they think it's immoral to have borders. These are the same people, uh, you know, all the Jewish people I know and other people around here are saying, how are these college campuses that were supposed to be bastions of progressivism and liberalism, how could they explode with this, let's call it anti-Jewish hate? Those kids at Cooper Union would have been torn apart by like ravenous wolves if that Palestinian justice BLM Antifa group had gotten through that door. They would have been torn apart. Torn apart. The same thing as saying that this is their moral to try to stop it. So the challenge is very simple. If you can't stop that, seeing the facts, if you can't stop that, you're not going to have a country. And in fact, if we can't stop it, we don't deserve this country. Let's be blunt. We can't blame this on the people. This is on us. We must stop it. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home. That legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged. And it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners. And that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. One of his very first official acts as Speaker of the House of Representatives, Republican MAGA Mike Johnson has decided to use emergency relief for Israel to pick a fight with the White House and President Joe Biden. The proposed aid package would include $14.3 billion in emergency funding for Israel. In exchange, it would take out the exact same amount of money from the IRS's budget included in President Biden's signature legislative achievement, the Inflation Reduction Act. It's a move that has angered Democrats who say this is a sign that Johnson will take a right-wing partisan approach to governing. In response, the White House issued a statement reading in part, quote, politicizing our national security interests is a non-starter, demanding offsets for meeting core national security needs of the United States, like supporting Israel and defending Ukraine from atrocities and Russian imperialism, would be a break with the normal bipartisan process and could have devastating implications for our safety and alliances in the years ahead. Top Democrats have indicated that the IRS provisions are dead on arrival in the Senate, but Democratic Senate Finance Chair Ron Wyden called... So everybody, everybody that was criticizing MAGA Mike, uh, he came through in the first round. He bifurcated, and McConnell said, under no circumstances, send me anything that does not have Israel and Ukraine uh, bound together. He says, okay, suck on this. You're getting an Israeli uh, bill. You're going to get a bill with Israel and nothing else. Now, look, we clearly 
the border comes first. There's no doubt about that. But just in the reality of Capitol Hill today, you got to take the victories one at a time, right? You're going to have to. This is called moving the chains in football parlance. Um, this other part, MAGA Mike sits there and goes, hey, how about this? We're going to take away a dollar. Every dollar we put into the Israel bill, the $14.3 billion is going to come out of somewhere else. It's going to come out of the IRS. The IRS uh, head guy yesterday couldn't answer the question, kind of implied that a lot of this money is going to uh, scrutiny and audits for folks making under $400,000 and less. That would not be the super wealthy. I told you they're coming after you, particularly if you're an entrepreneur or a small business person or a husband and wife that are, uh, you know, working like crazy, maybe got a couple of jobs, got a couple of side hustles, and, you know, you're, you're finally making some money and getting, a, getting a, your head above water. They're coming for you. So Johnson right there goes, this is going to be a firestorm, and you wait. We're in an unmasking process. This is all about unmasking. And you're going to see who supports you and who doesn't support you. And you already heard the cheerleaders up there. The situation with Israel, we got to have, you know, Blinken's heading over there. Marshall Blackburn tweeted out something that got people worked up, said, hey, she just came over briefing, and there's 500 American hostages in Gaza. That was a kind of a misinterpretation. Even the Biden administration put out there's 500 Americans. I think those are Israeli citizens with American passports or the dual citizenship. But there's 500 still in in Gaza, uh, but they're not hostages, or the large bulk of them are not hostages. The um, ground and air campaign have gone up kind of orders of magnitude. Al Jazeera and the other, remember, hey, in the in the Arab world and over Turkey, you're not going to get a fair shot in the media. So people saying, oh, this is terrible. They're making stuff. Yeah, of course they're making stuff up. That's information warfare is what they roll on. It's when BBC or MSNBC picks this up and doesn't do any checkings that we got we have problems. Uh, and this is going to be a huge firefight. So everybody out there, go to Grace. Grace has got the app. We're going to be manning the ramparts here. The CR is still upon, upon us. Um, remember, the appropriations process in the House continues to grind away. The New York Times, and if we can put that headline up, there's a huge piece in the New York Times today with a picture of Matt Gates and uh, Mike Johnson. And they say, hey, upon further review... Uh, this wasn't really the Seinfeld. Uh, it was about nothing. Remember Fox said that all the time? They actually said, this is actually quite important. This is the New York Times, an opinion piece. This is quite important. What they fought for was meaningful because they get to the heart of it. If you want to get your hands around the out-of-control administrative state and government spending and these deficits and the debt and all of it, you have to go back to a process that allows you to do that in some logical fashion. That's to get into the appropriations process in regular order. What does that mean? Single subject appropriations bills. We can go in and programmatically, not, oh, we're going to take 3% out. That, that's all happy talk. We're going to cut this program. We're going to cut that program. We're going to cut that program and fight it out and fight it out. And this, and the, and this is what people were up at 2 or 3 in the morning watching when those amendments were put up. My speech in Pinehurst, and we are we got a little technical problem with, I think, on the sound, but I'm going to get it to you. My whole speech last Friday was about this, about discretionary spending cuts and the deportations that come after we close the border. Do you think that's going to be Happy Valley? It is not. It is not. But somebody's got to step up and be the adult in the room. It's always you. It has to be you. If this nation's to be saved, it's going to be you. Yes, your instrumentality of that in the executive branch is Donald J. Trump. And now we've got Mike Johnson and Gates and others, the hammers, 
that are in there on the appropriation side, you can always say, I'm, I'm not here to pitch you that it's perfect. It is far from perfect. But at least we got to start. Mitch McConnell, McCarthy and Paul Ryan would bow down to him. When Mitch McConnell said, and this is why J.D. Vance is such a, such a, a hero over in the Senate with Roger Marshall and Mike Lee and others. When Mitch McConnell says, hey, it's $60 billion and it's rolling now and, uh, and you're going to take it, you're going to take it, I don't care if you like it or not. Johnson, these guys came out and said, how about this? Suck on this. We're going to bifurcate it, number one. We're going to look at Israel second. And in Israel, we're going to do offsets. We're not adding, Mike Johnson says, we're not going to add one penny to the national debt to do this. And we can do it quickly. And you can support Israel. But back to Oscar Blue Ramirez is that if you don't shut the southern border, if you see what's in Tapachula, that is going to be in Kansas City. It's going to be in Toledo. It's going to be in Denver. It's going to be in Fort Collins. It's going to be in Laramie. It's going to be up in New England. It's going to be in Midtown Manhattan and in Chicago and Washington, D.C. and all throughout this great nation. With all the crime and all the crushing of the schools, New York Times Big Story of the Weekend. Oh, you know, these migrant children are starting to show up at public schools. Like the public schools got extra teachers to spare, extra translators to spare. These kids are getting a crap education right now. So what are we supposed to do? Dump a bunch of kids in this illegal migrant situation, right? This bogus asylum process. Let's play Chris Ray. We'll talk about the threats. And what it, Sam Faddis is not a guy that's uh, to get people excited, but he says, hey, you're going to have mass casualty events about what sleeper cells are coming up through the southern border. And Sam Faddis only spent, I don't know, 30 years of professional life fighting Hezbollah in the region, as it's called. Let's play this clip and we'll bring it back. Oscar Blue Ramirez. We assess that the actions of Hamas and its allies will serve as an inspiration, the likes of which we haven't seen since ISIS launched its so-called caliphate several years ago. In just the past few weeks, multiple foreign terrorist organizations have called for attacks against Americans and the West. Al-Qaeda issued its most specific call to attack the United States in the last five years. ISIS urged its followers to target Jewish communities in the United States and Europe. Hezbollah has publicly expressed its support for Hamas and threatened to attack U.S. interests. Where were you, where, 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 where were you when you're out looking at Catholics saying the rosary at, uh, at abortion centers? Where are you when you're going after Catholics, the hobbits, at Latin Mask, where are you when the largest investigation you've ever had and you brag about it all the time until we started taking the lead because we're going to put you in jail, dude, was against MAGA and the J6 people and trying to intimidate anybody else from supporting President Trump. Where were you? Where were you? Hamas and Hezbollah. Don't sit here. Now it's all over here. It's got this, got that. We got problems, got issues. We're very it's a threat warning. We're very concerned. This is what you're supposed to be doing every day. And hey, you want to know when I try to get the Muslim Brotherhood to be designated a terrorist organization, don't take it from me. Don't call it Hamas anymore. It's the Muslim Brotherhood. It's the Muslim Brotherhood. Gaza division. That's what it is. Don't call them the Persians. Don't call them around. They're the Persians. Uh, Hamas is the is the, stop with Hamas. It's, it confuses people. It's a Muslim Brotherhood. The Gaza Palestinian branch of it. When, you try to, when I try to get the Muslim Brotherhood designated as a terrorist organization because I don't care how many schools or how many hospitals they run, they're a terrorist organization. Just ask the Egyptians. A terrorist organization. Couldn't even get it, couldn't even get it off the floor. Couldn't get it the ground. I was 
beaten, browbeaten. Impossible. Impossible. Remember when Trump put the travel ban in? He put the travel ban in because they couldn't fly in here and stay forever and blow stuff up. They Remember that first two weeks? They went absolutely nuts. Where are they now? All you uh, young kids on college uh, campuses that are being run, run off by these people, where are they now? Because, look, they opened the southern border. You have no earthy idea how many collaborators, how many pr- cells you have in here. Look what's happening on college campus. If you're a young Jewish kid going to class right now, you're putting your life in danger. Look what we let in here. Oh, everybody, everybody terrible. MAGA's terrible. They're domestic terrorists. They're white nationalists. They're, ooh, they're Christian nationalists. Christian nationalists. Well, hey, you know what? When it comes time to saving people, it's folks that say, hey, you know, maybe I am a Christian nationalist. What about it? How many think of those on those ships, on the, on the, on the Marine Corps deployment units, out in that carrier battle group, in that secret base they put in Israel? How many? Hmm? Oh, it's so worried. They're, they could they could have an insurrection here in the United States, but they're not doing that now. They're all coming crying to you to help me, help me, save me, save me, help me, please help me, save me. And once again, just like in the First World War, just like in the Second World War, just like in Korea and in Vietnam and Iraq and Afghanistan. It's the same people and the same families all the time. Donnie, do it. You want some truth? I'm going to give it to you right between the eyes, bro. That's your backup right there. And all you do on good times is rip them apart and try to destroy them and debank them and make their lives as hard and miserable as possible. Screw you. Sitting there blubbering on TV. And you don't even have the guts to call it the guys that write your own paycheck. The Roberts are the worst. MSC's the worst. They got Muslim Brotherhood guys. Look at, I'll get Raheem on tomorrow. Raheem will walk you through all the Muslim Brotherhood guys that got on their staff spewing out hate on their staff. And look what they were doing in, in London a couple of years ago when Raheem Kassam and Nigel Farage had the guts to stand up to it. Raheem Kassam, death threats. Raheem Kassam got more death threats in a week than any people, uh, people on Capitol Hill or, or, or Donnie Deutsch gets in his life. That's the kind of guts Raheem Kassam had to look it in the eye and call it out. The cities up in the Midlands are taken over by these radical jihadis. The cities in, in Brussels, you can't walk around Brussels. You walk around Brussels and you're Jewish, you're putting your life in your own hands. And I'm talking about on the, Bever- on the street that's like Beverly Hills over there. I'm not talking about even in the controlled areas. You want to talk truth? Let's talk truth. The same people there that always bail it out, being called on once again, you're being called on. But they, they took their mask off the last couple of years and told you exactly what they think about you, exactly what they think about you. So remember that. Remember it. No freebies this time. Mm-mm. Not going to be any freebies. Been there, done that. No more freebies. No more freebies. Has to be a change. Has to be a big change. Has to be a change in the established order. They don't like it. Here's what I, you know what I care about they liking? I don't give a good damn about what they like or what they don't like. This world is coming apart now and it's driven by these elites that have lived off the good times, the seven fat years. And when the seven lean years come, hey, they're the first guys at the exit and leaving you holding it. Well, that's not going to happen this time. Not this time. You have power. You have real power. You've shaken them up. You've scared them. And you're going to scare them a lot more. 
because you're just not going to take it. You know where you're not going to take it? Because you have a country to defend and a country to save. A country that was bequeathed to you because it's your duty, your duty to everyone that came before you that bequeathed it to you. You're going to stand in the breach once again. You're going to stand in the breach once again. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Yeah, please stick around for the next hour. We're going to have Sheila Matthews on here from Able Child. Remember, she was on the other day fantastic about these psychiatric drugs that are given these young boys. Um, she's got a lot of information. There's something not right about this main deal. And the people that are responsible for this are not, they're hiding, they're running and hiding. She's going to be here to, to, to break it all down. Plus, we're going to go to Rome with Ben Harnwell. A lot of news and information coming out about Ukraine. Plus, I'll have more to say about the bills. Uh, Birchgold.com, remember, these are turbulent times. You see that footage of Oscar Blue Ramirez? It's, a, it's going to get a lot more. You, you see the footage in the opening between the attack in Gaza today and, and uh, what's happening down at Tapachula. Uh, note to self. That's like looking at a weather map. You see it coming across the Pacific to the United States. That's turbulence. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon now. Get not just the end of the dollar empire. As importantly, talk to a Birchgold representative about why you have to now start thinking about precious metals in your portfolio as one asset class that you have. Check it out today. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Also, uh, my Patriot Supply, you cannot be too prepared these are the best guys in the business, the single best. Don't be. We're trying to make sure you get access to the Patriot economy and access to things 
that you can start checking boxes. Got that, honey. Got that. Done, done, done. My Patriot Supply, the best in the business. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Talk to one of their specialists about getting started. You need to do it. You got it. Somebody there, somebody in your household needs to take leadership on these issues. Designate it. Spread it out. Become a team. Oscar Blue Ramirez, your reporting's incredible. You're going to be with, I just want to make sure, we're going to pick you up tomorrow. You're at 4 a.m. local time. You're going to start with one of these groups that are moving north? Yes, sir. Well, at 4 a.m., they're going to start walking. The 6,000 migrants that they are located right here on this part of Huehuetan, we are going to walk 15 kilometers uh, tomorrow into the part of Huitzla to see how they are going to behave as soon as they arrive to this uh, immigration center and demand uh, their permits to transit and to move forward into the northern border, sir. So that's what we're going to do tomorrow exactly at 4 a.m. in the morning. Okay, Oscar, how do people get to your uh, content between now and then? We're going to have you back on to start our show tomorrow morning. And, and you be safe. You're, you're a true hero. You've done just such a great service to the, for folks in the United States. Where do people get your content? Uh, sir, before I go, I just want to add to the American people, uh, the politicians in the United States are lying to you. Uh, straight late lying to your face, uh, telling you that the border is closed. It is wide open. Uh, the civil protection of, of uh, Tapachula just said that they have more than 60,000 people scattered over here, that they're fast forward and moving into the northern borders of the United States. And also the, the other day, sir, as I was arriving from Israel into Tijuana, the, the full immigration center in the airport is full. It was full and packed by people from Syria and Afghanistan that they are, you know, full on crossing into the United States by San Diego, California. So, we need to open their eyes and understand the crisis that are living in, in, in the border, sir. And thank you so much for having me. OscarBlueRamirez.com, sir. Uh, Real America's Voice News, of course, sir. Uh, those are the platforms that you can find me, sir. And also at Twitter, that's OscarBlueRamirez. Honored to have you on here, brother. Your courage is uh, quite, it's empowering. Thank you. Tomorrow we'll pick the show up with Oscar as they start heading, as folks start, those folks start heading north. And why shouldn't they, they, they ask them, they say, Biden's invited me. Why wouldn't you do that? You and I would do it. A hundred percent we'd do it. We know we're coming across illegally. We're never breaking the law. Hey, screw the laws. They're, they're not enforcing any laws. They're inviting us here. We got to make a run for it. You got to get there where you can. So we're not demonizing them. They got to go home. They're going to have to be deported because you are invading our country. But this is why we're going to bring criminal charges. See Mallorca's Day and Josh Hawley's face. They're all, they all have to go to prison. If we can't send these people to prison, then we got to. If you can't shut the border, close it hard. If you can't deport eight or 10 million people or 14 million, I don't care how many there are. And if you can't send the people that did this to prison, then you don't have a country. Let's just admit it. We don't have a country. It's something. It's just not the United States of America. Mike Lindell, more than ever. We got to keep uh, we got to keep my pillow going because they're out to symbolically crush you. Well, not, they're really trying to crush you, but symbolically, it would be a loss beyond measure right now in the conservative MAGA movement. How are we doing this afternoon, sir? Well, we're doing great, Steve. I said this morning when we were talking. Uh, our box store, the one one of our box stores, actually came back to my pillow uh, after I think there was peer pressure. I think it was just pressure from the war room posse, actually. And uh, everybody, I've been I've been traveling all day today, going to meet with election officials. But I don't have to have the worry, Steve, because the War Room Posse has been bu- buying our products, keeping the factory going, and uh, so we're putting out that great special today again on the six pack towels. Everybody, fifty uh, percent off, twenty nine ninety eight. These are the all the colors are in every color you could imagine. 
Get them for every room in the house. Get them for Christmas presents. They're 50% off, $29.98, promo code WARROOM. Or you guys keep those operators busy, 800-873-1062, 800-873-1062. And I'll tell you, they love hearing from you guys. They love hearing from the War Room Posse. Everybody's been so supportive of my pillow. You guys are also buying the, the MyPillow 2.0s, which you've all been, everybody, that's what we're actually making in Minnesota today as we speak. Thousands of them we're putting out. The queen size, only $39.98. King size, only $5 more, $5 more with the promo code WARROOM. Another thing I want to mention, everybody, all the new slippers are in. All the slippers, all sizes for Christmas. They're $49.98 on sale on every TV channel out there. But for the War Room Posse, $39.98. You go to go to the war or go to mypillow.com, promo code War Room, but scroll down to you see Steve there and go to that square. Get those slipper specials. That's the only place you're gonna get them right there for the $39.98. We have the Giza Dream Sheets on sale, everybody. The sheets that made us famous. $59.98 for queen size, $69.98 for king size. That's about one-third of the price from what they used to be. We brought the prices down because there's no middleman. It's right from us to the War Room Posse. You guys make it all possible. I'm so grateful. I'm out here traveling for our election, Steve. And I'll tell you, to get secure our platforms, to have a piece of my pillows being taken care of, it means the world to me. Brother, we'll see you tomorrow morning. You keep fighting. Mike Lindell's got the plan. It's going to happen next uh, next week. I think it's Tuesday is the rollout of the plan. Mike Lindell, thank you very much. The number 800-873-1062. Keep those operators fully engaged. Also, you know, Mike Lindell, by the way, if he had a Faraday bag provided by SLNT, one of our new sponsors, stands for silent. If he had a Faraday bag and had his phone in it, the FBI would have never rousted him at that, what was it, a McDonald's or Wendy's? S-L-N-T. You get these Faraday bags for your iPad, your computer, your phone. The bad guys cannot track you. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to track you. Ray and those guys all the time. Go check it out right now. S-L-N-T.com. Stick around. The next hour will be on fire. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. 
you can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.